Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we have another excellent, fun, and informative show slash class. We're just going to call it class from now on randomly because that's why my husband calls them. So the top 10 sex lessons for everyone, that's everyone, all bodies, all um, every way that you would like to describe yourself gender-wise, sexual orientation, these are this is informative sex lessons for everyone. So please feel included, no matter how you identify. These the show is all for everyone. And I love that because sometimes the shows I created are kind of very specific. And sometimes they're so specific that it could be specific to people who are into certain kinks and things. And uh, and so, yeah, this one is not like that. This one is, you know, you could have your teenager listen to this. You could have your 90-year-old gram listen to this, whatever works for you. And you can listen to it, too. So for those of you who have listened to The Pleasure Zone before, you know that I like to give lots of tips and tools, and this is going to be no different. So top 10 sex lessons for everyone are some things that you might want to take note down if you've never considered these things before. They're actually super simple and they're going to be also, uh, in a way, they're also information that I'm not sure why we didn't get these, you know, growing up. I don't think we did. In fact, when I look at these and when I, my show last week too, I know that it's like information that my grandmothers definitely didn't tell me. So last week was all about our grands, what they did and didn't tell us growing up. And I think the top 10 sex lessons that I would have liked to have known are things that no one ever told me. Even listening to Sex with Sue, you know, she very rarely discussed the things that I'll be sharing tonight. So I'm hoping that this will be informative. I'm also hoping for you that when you hear them, that you might feel like this is insightful, that it's so simple that you'll remember it and that you'll put it into practice in your daily life. And I think one of the things that I find that I probably repeat more than anything, and this is number one. So number one, and I will have all 10 of these for you guys. I'll write them. I might actually create something for you in the next week or so, so you can find it on the blog on Inspired Choices Network. It'll be just super short, a super short write-up, so you don't have to take notes, but feel free to take them if you like. But number one, if you've never listened to this show, you're going to kind of get a summation of all many shows. And number one is always, always communicate. I know that sounds obscure. And like, how do we communicate? And what do you mean communicate? And what if I'm deaf? What if I'm blind? Always we communicate, whether it's verbally, you know, whether you're using sign language, whether you're writing, there are ways to communicate so that you can have 
an understanding and a mutual, I guess it's more like mutual consent going on is what I'm really looking for with communication. Also discussion and also the ability to navigate what's going on. That is strangely something that is never taught in school. To have communication with your lover. I don't remember having a any teacher throughout grade school for sex ed, throughout high school for sex ed, or even throughout university when I was learning about the history of sexuality, did anybody ever say, you need to be able to have a conversation with your lover. Somehow, that got thrown out the window and didn't seem to exist as a concept. Now, why is it becoming more important? And why are people talking about it more and more? One of the reasons I think that it's going on is because a lot of things have been brought to light lately. And some of the things that have been brought to light is that there is an awful lot of abuse that's been going on in the world. There is a lot of non-consent that's happened, a lot of, you know, sexual assault, sexual, oh, there's just like so so many ways that we there's been abuses of um, sex and sexual energy that communication is so key. So what are the things in under that category of always communicate? things you want to know about sex. I know, I thought you were going to, maybe you guys thought I was going to give you like key tips on how to stroke a clit. Well, I've done shows on that, so that's cool too. However, we'll get to that too in here. However, if you can't communicate with your lover, then all of that's kind of out the window. So if you are, you know, with your lover and you can't communicate with them, then you might end up fairly disappointed. Because they might be doing stuff and inside you're thinking about laundry or you're thinking, oh my God, maybe I'd rather like be gardening. So whatever it is that you do, that would be like your distraction. You might go there because you have just been too afraid to say, communicate what you would actually really like. So being able to communicate, so whether you are deaf and you communicate, you know, in the sign language or whether your partner's deaf and you need to communicate with them in a different way. Um, you know, whether you, I, I don't think that's the politically correct word, so I apologize. Um, hearing impaired, um, maybe that's probably not politically correct either. I'm not up with the times on that. So whatever is going on, there's always, what I want to say, a way to communicate. So write it, say it, sign it, whatever works to get your information across. One of the things that I also find with communication is that it can start to have you at a level of comfort with your partner. If you cannot communicate or they can't communicate with you about what they would like or how they would like things or whatever, then the chances are that they are both not prepared to even engage in fun and play um, maybe psychologically, maybe emotionally, physically, there's something going on that's blocking them. And to be mature enough or to be ready enough to communicate would indicate that you are mature enough, that you are ready, and that if you can say words like penis, vulva, nipples, clitoris, you can say these anus, whatever you want to say, if you can say these things without feeling tortured internally by saying them, then you're on the track to having a really great ability to communicate with your lover. 
So why we want to do this is for A, to have more pleasure, and B, also if you're not having pleasure, to be able to say it confidently and say, yeah, that doesn't, you know, can you stop please? Like that, I would prefer if you did this. Um, with communication, I've done a lot of shows on that to explain different ways to communicate so that you can not necessarily insult your partner, so that you can work with them, so that you can encourage them. And if you look in the last year even, uh, so in the last year would be, for those of you tapping in live, you know that that last year is 2022. For those of you who are catching this in podcast, you might not know. But if you look at any of my shows from 2022, you're going to find a lot of them are based on communication alone. So I'm not going to dedicate this entire show to that. I just want to reiterate the importance of it and how key it is because it's something that we sorely lack. And we we lack it in relationships in general, and somehow we completely abandon it when it comes to sex. And really, that's one of the areas we need it the most. We need it the most so that we have consent, and we need it the most so that we can actually communicate our desires, and things change, right? So we need to be able to communicate all of those things. So number two on the list is to know that all bodies are different. So I know that seems surprising because you you know you look at a, the physiology of a body and there's some pretty standard things going on on bodies you know there's probably you know some eyes some ears some hair some a bum some maybe a leg or maybe two legs you got some standard body parts right but not everybody likes to be touched the same way not everybody gets turned on by the same things so. Knowing that all bodies are different, that would have been a great gift. You know, going in, you know, as a teenager, going in for, like, you know, my first sexual experiences would have been really fun to know that all bodies are different. Especially that, you know, sometimes trying to, to navigate those things growing up and you're not communicating because you were never told that's important or that then you end up getting sloppy and weird and things show up and it's awkward. And so it would be would have been really great to be able to have a conversation, say, with, you know, if I look at my teen self and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, having a conversation about that would have been great instead of just trying it and scaring the crap out of a guy. So that, you know, I think that's helpful, <laughs> being able to to say things, but and also knowing that all bodies are different, that the last person might have really liked the thing you did, but that doesn't mean the next person will. And also knowing all bodies are different too. Last year, I had um, I had someone on who is a drag queen, and he, I don't know if he's still in this relationship, but at the time he was in a uh, relationship with somebody who's trans, and he 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 was saying that he did a lot of investigation before having having any kind of sexual relations with this person. And he was saying, he's like, well, I thought I, you know, I did all my like homework and I investigated like, you know, how to have great sex with somebody who's trans and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he realized that he failed sorely because it really is so individual that you're better off asking the person you're with than referring and deferring to the you know, the ABCs and one two threes of pleasure. 
some of those can be helpful hints. So, however, just like any art in the world, sex is like an art. You can learn some basics of the ABCs and one, two, threes, like paint by number. And you can learn some basics of how to merge colors, like yellow and red make orange. You might know that, but then how you apply it and how you play with it and how you express it is where the art of sexual ecstasy and where the art of sexual enjoyment comes in is when you turn it into an art and it's no longer an ABC one, two, three. Let's just try and get through this masterfully. However, it doesn't look like a masterpiece. It looks like a paint by numbers. You want to take it from the paint by numbers kind of experience into a masterful masterpiece experience. And the way to do that is to know some basics, but then to ask using your communication skills or lack thereof, but enhancing them, using those and then bringing in the questions about your lover's body. And know that your body is different too than maybe everything you've seen in porn or maybe everything they taught you in school. Maybe the greatest way to turn you on is to have your underarms tickled. I don't know, but you have to be willing to explore it and not make yourself wrong for what works for you. And know that your body might be different today than it was yesterday. And your lover's body might be different today than it was yesterday. And your lover's body is probably different than the last you know, 500 lovers you've had. Everybody is very individual. So be willing to communicate so that you can actually know what works for you and your lover. And so that you can even communicate with yourself through journaling and ask yourself like, hey, what's going on? So communication isn't just about another person. It's also communication with self as well. So we're working through our list of 10. I'm going to throw one more at you before we go to break, and then I'll discuss it after break. So uh, I wrote something down here, and now I'm trying to, oh, learn some basic anatomy. <laughs> so that's what I wrote, my scribbles. I have some notes and scribbles here. Learn some basic anatomy. So it is helpful to know a few things um, about some basic standard body parts, you know, where things work, how they work. Um, basic anatomy is also helpful just in general. If you get into things like BDSM play you and you're you know, doing some bondage and you want to tie a person up, you don't want to break their arm while you're tying them up necessarily. It usually doesn't want to go that far. Or if you're really into you know, autoerotic asphyxiation, then you don't want to choke them so much that you kill them. So knowing a few things like where are the windpipes, what are some signs of a person who's like truly like going to die on you having some basic anatomy and knowledge of the body is super helpful in keeping things safe and happy and healthy and having some basic anatomy knowledge too and some basics like what does it look like if a penis has like a, a massive cluster of warts on it good to know these things so these are some basics that i think everybody should know and again that's not something necessarily that they teach in school they might say these things exist, but they're certainly not popping up pictures to go, this is what a penis with a cluster of warts looks like. Now, you might want to know that because if you're confronted with it and you've never seen if you've never seen a penis before at all, and then you're confronted with a penis with a cluster of warts on it, you might be a little, you might not even know. You might just think, well, that's really not attractive, and you probably will decide that penises are ugly after that. However, you've just encountered something that's actually unhealthy. So 
all these things are good to know, right? <laughs> all right. So that was a shocking bit of information, I'm sure. I hope that image is something that you think about, consider checking out so that you know what these things look like to get yourself a little basic information uh, about. So we're going to head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're having a conversation about the 10 things that everyone should know about sex. For those of you who have never listened to this show before and are new to it, I have over 300 podcasts available for you to listen to. I think it's over 350 now. It's an awful lot of them. So please go back, listen, check them out, enjoy them. They're all available for free, and they are my gift to you. If you would like to, uh, if you've been listening to these shows and you really enjoy them and you'd like to work with me, you can always connect with me through my website, MalitzaJelenic.com. Do a lot of work with people as a holistic health practitioner where I invite them in and bodies and selves and beings into having more ease with your body. And that means and includes pleasure. So I look at it from so many different perspectives, from whatever's going on emotionally, physically, spiritually, and we get down to the nitty gritty and change things up using many of the different modalities that I am trained in, including a work that is... Um, technology, including work that is hands-on or energetic work or body work and coaching tools as well. And there's probably more that I'm like, so fun. And 
So uh, also, yes, so you can check out my website. I will occasionally have some updates about classes on there, and I do have a teaching platform on Teachables as well that I am having some classes on, and you'll be able to find more information about that coming soon. I have um, some ongoing classes that are happening all year this year, and I have room and availability for people who would like to join it. It's learning how to trust yourself. And if that sounds intriguing, lovely, and delightful to you, and you'd like to learn how to trust yourself, the course is ongoing. And once a month, we have a live call. And you can private message me through social media and just say, hey, I'm interested in your class. And I will send you information. And or you can also message me um, through my website and let me know. All right, so moving right along. The first thing, three things that we spoke about was, were uh, to always communicate, always. That's the number one thing to me. If you cannot say what you would like or cannot say or communicate, whether it's orally, whether it's through sign language or written, if you're not able to communicate these things that you would like or that bother you or, you know, request or, you know, whatever is going on, then um, maybe it's not appropriate to move forward with them. So keep that in mind. And then number two is that um, all bodies are different. So just knowing that too, knowing that all bodies are different would mean that your body can change as well on a regular basis. And some things that you liked before you might not like anymore. So being willing to communicate opens the door to know for you to be able to have these conversations and be able to know what works for you, what works for your lover. So communication goes for self and others. And number three as a recap is to learn some basic anatomy, right? And I talked about, you know, knowing some things like knowing what maybe an infection looks like on a body so that you're not having sex with somebody who's got an STD that's visible and something that you're aware of. There are lots of hidden STDs, like you can't see AIDS on a person can't see HIV in a person. And there are other ones like herpes that can be dormant that you can't see either, but sometimes you can see them and it's good to know these things. So awareness of some basic anatomy and some basic like what things look like when they're not working properly is helpful. And just knowing where some standard pleasure points are, but not don't assume that those pleasure points are given a given and a must for everyone because they're not. So knowing them is helpful. Knowing how they work is also helpful, but know that that's not standard and be willing to explore. So number four on my list is show and tell. That's part of that willing to explore. Show and tell is like you when you have a partner that you are comfortable enough to have conversation with, you're willing to ask for things. Sometimes they just don't know what to do or how to deliver, you can always give them an example. And to me, if you're with somebody and you're, and you're willing to have like penetrative sex with them or you're willing to have oral sex with them, but for some reason you're not even willing to masturbate in front of them, things might get weird. So to me, if you're not willing to masturbate in front of them, it's kind of um, something to question. Like, are you willing to actually let loose? Are you willing to be vulnerable? Are you willing to be free? And are you willing to let go enough to have an orgasm? Because if you're not even willing to masturbate in front of your partner, you might not be able to or vulnerable enough to 
allow yourself to have an orgasm. So not that that's the end-all be-all, but it can be super helpful. Show and tell also is really great because some people are more visual than auditory. So when you give them information, um, say written or orally, and you're like, describe what you would like, they might not get it. So showing them can be helpful and then letting them try it and then giving them feedback. It's always nice to give them feedback in terms of saying, this really worked for me. I'd like more of that. So you look at what really works for you because if you are going through this show and tell experience, a lot of times it's a learning experience and you don't want to discourage your lover from feeling like they're not worthy or they're not good enough. And, you know, getting mad and frustrated with them is just going to create a big funk. So it can be a heck of a lot kinder to just show and tell and give some feedback. It's like, wow, when you did this, I really like that. Can you do that again, please? Or can you do it more, please? Part of show and tell includes the feedback. Showing, telling can be instructional, but it can also be feedback. Number five, things change over time. And that's just something to be super aware of. So the sex you had when you were a teenager or in your 20s is not going to be the same sex you're having in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s. Yep, I'm going to say your 90s because I know that it's possible to keep on rocking in the free world right right until you could probably keep on rocking in the free world till over 100 if you really wanted to. Just not that many people live past 100 or you know, have enough stamina to have some sex, but everybody at all ages enjoys their body feeling happy and good. And that's a form of pleasure still. So even if you're at a hundred and you're just cuddling and your body feels happy, that is part of pleasure. So as bodies do change over time, it's really key to not judge yourself for that. So many times I get a lot of men who judge the crap out of themselves for their erections aren't the same as when they were 20. Well, no, you're 70-something, so or you're 80 years old. It, they may not be the same as they were when you were 20. So what if that's okay? What if now's the time to learn a different way to be with your body and your partner and not make it about being 20? It's about looking at where you're at now and what works for you now. So as bodies change over time, Hormones that are changing as well with your body as it changes over time will also affect how you respond. And it will also affect, like for, for women, sometimes it takes a little longer to come to feel pleasured. Sometimes it's faster. It really depends on how their hormones are affecting them. And men as well. Sometimes men go through andropause and then their energy just drops and their sexual drive drops. And that happens. So to not judge your partner and to not judge yourself would be really helpful. And to just acknowledge, okay, our bodies are different than they were, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And look at what's possible for you in the moment, in the day, that day, of what would be fun and pleasurable that day. Change all the time, right? And as we age too, sex does change. There's kind of like a I don't really like standards, but there is a kind of a concept that in our early, say in our early teen years, there's just like, uh, it can be kind of intense, super 
yet goal-oriented, um, get-it-on kind of sex. And it is not necessarily like a, a desire to have tantric sex or on a spiritual level while you're, you know, expanding your being while you're having an orgasm. That's not usually the target of a, you know, a 17-year-old or a 20-year-old. And though it can be, it's not common. Um, it's just not common, but it can't be, right? I don't want to, like, say that all teenagers aren't even trying that. Some of them these days might be because the information's out there and it's available where it wasn't, say, 30, 40 years ago. And then into the 20s and 30s, as people are starting to get those, you know, the the whole concept of, oh, I need to have kids or whatever, then sex changes again. And, it, and then the priorities become more... They're usually more oriented towards um, materialistic things like wanting to gain a home and wanting to get cars and things like that that are very much more about trying to nest and get your nest going. And so the sex changes after kids. It always does. If people tell you it doesn't, I don't know what kind of superheroes they are, but bodies just change after that in general. So then adjust again, right? And look at that. Okay, we had kids. We, you know, to expect that you're going to have the same sex that you have after kids that you had before kids is not even kind to your body to assume that would happen. Allow it to be different and see what shows up. So then when we look at also how else bodies change, so those hormonal things, you know, you get into the 40s, 50s, you also might become curious. And as people tend to age, although this, again, is not true for everyone because I was spiritual practices when I was like a kid. Um, as people age, they do tend to, though, lean towards more spiritual practices and are looking for something different and are looking for connection that is sometimes more energetic. And sometimes they're looking for a totally different way to be with their partner, and that's really cool. So allowing that, too. So bodies change over time. They just do. They change as we age. And being willing to be with the times with your body and check in on it and see what it would like is great. And so I've done a lot of shows too, and you can go back and listen to them that are about sex and aging and conversations to have with your body to not judge it as time goes on. And a few things to play with, just as, you know, little tips and tools that might work for you. Always experiment, be open, and just try some fun things out. So that's also something I would have liked to have known as a teenager that sex will change over time and that's okay don't make it wrong so we're going to head to our next commercial break we've got lots more tips and tools to talk about when we come back so you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey, 
Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzajelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight I'm talking about the 10 things that everyone should know about sex. And I think these are a lot of these are things that I just never learned uh, or anything like that. These were all, these are all just like things I've gathered over time is these are my top 10 things <laughs> that I, you know, I don't think these are things that are uh, a, a standard list found in some kind of like Cosmo magazine or something. Although if somebody would like me to write an article for that, I'm happy to. I will be writing a, a short blog for Inspired Choices Network about this, so you can access via the blog as well if um, you prefer to read. So, yeah, so what I've been talking about over the last two segments is the, the, top, the last uh, five things that we discussed were to always communicate, so that all bodies are different, learn some basic anatomy, play show and tell, and to know that things change over time. So those are five of 10. Now we've got five more to get to, and we've only got about 25 minutes to do it. So let's get on it. So one of the things that I wrote on my list, and these are in no particular order, although I think communication is top of the list and then everything else could be uh, in order. Um, the have on my list is explore your body first. And I think that's, you know, when I wrote that, I thought, you know, how many people are told a few things and is so wrong? And that's actually still a belief that's going on in the world. And that to me is so freaking sad that people are told that touching their own body is wrong or that it's evil, bad. Um, there are still religions in the world who spout these things off. Somehow, these are all similar religions that also, you know, will probably find a lot of people who are violating children. So 
that make sense, right? Not at all. So not the, not the religion that's violating the children, it's the people in the religion, I should verify that. So, <clears throat> so if you, though, as a, as a kid, so this is the reason why I say this. So if you as a kid, say, I say this because I was so little when I was like willing to explore my own body, but I was also kind of made wrong for it. Um, and then I was like, yeah, screw that. I'm going to do what I like. So explore your own body is for a few, for a few reasons. It's so that you are the first person to give you pleasure. When you are, you actually will have less of a tendency to be overwhelmed and and like just fall for or fall in love with the very first person who touches you or gives you pleasure and assume this is the one. And I think this happens to people a lot where they they haven't been able to receive pleasure from themselves. So the first person who gives them pleasure, they assume is like a demigod who is going to be able to like bring them something that they couldn't bring themselves. So it places a lot of value on the other person rather than acknowledging they do. And that it's not wrong. Yes, if you are listening to this and you were raised say like a cult or you were raised in a, a religious belief wrong and, and you've managed to like escape or a cult or whatever and you're looking for some kind of help on that level and you'd like some coaching, please connect I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, also on TikTok these days, and I'm just I just got on TikTok recently. Follow me on pretty much any of the social media platforms. You can private message me and just let me know, hey, you know, I grew up in this kind of situation and I could really use some coaching and I'm um willing to give you fifteen minutes or if you like, but you can just see if I'm a so let me know, connect with me, and we can go from there. So I know that that can be, you know, if you've never given yourself pleasure and you don't even know what works for you, to be able to be in a relationship and move forward with somebody and you're confused and confounded and you don't really know what works for you. So even if you've had many lovers first before you've explored yourself, but still say, take the time, go back and explore yourself even if you're 50 or 30 or 40 or 90, I don't care. Go back, explore yourself. I did a show in 2014. You can find it in the archives, September of 2014, to help you narrow it down, called Fun for One. And Fun for One was basically like a guided masturbation exploration. And it takes you through all of your senses, exploring your entire body from head to toe, and then not judging yourself for any of it, and I recommend this to so many of my clients. Go back, listen to my fun for one, then go back again, listen to it and practice it, then practice it again and keep practicing it until you enjoy yourself. Using every single one of your senses to explore your body is a great way to become friends and familiar with your body and to explore you first. So go back, check out that episode. I think Whatever, you know, if you're like 18 or if you're 35, go back, explore yourself. You happen to be younger and you happen to jump on here. You're just listening to this like 
even though it's for mature audiences. I respect that. I was listening to things like this when I was like 12 or 13. Myself, um, sex with Sue on Sundays. She's amazing. I learned some stuff from her, but I didn't learn these things. So go back, explore yourself. Although she did talk about um, learning how to pleasure yourself. She didn't talk about it quite to the um, way that I talk about it. So yeah, it's cool. It's different information, different times too. So head to toe, know your body, know what you taste like, know what you smell like, and then don't judge it. Now, if you do have a uh, side note, if there is a super funky smell going on um, that you're like kind of like really offended by and it smells like funky, like some rotting or whatever, go check it out. Go to the doctor, get that checked out. Um, see, because you might actually have an infection that needs to So that's good to know too. And that's partly why knowing what you smell like, taste like, touch like, feel like, you can feel like you'll know, is there a lump? Like, do you have a lump in your boob? Do you have a lump in your butt? Do you have a lump in your groin? Do you, you'll know because you know what your body feels like. So if something changes, you'll be aware of it and then you can address it right when it happens rather than waiting. And I had... Um, I first started my practice and I moved, well, not right first when I started my practice. I started my practice years before, but when I first came to be um, living with my mom and being her apprentice years ago, about 10 years ago, there was, oh no, 14 years ago, a client came in and she had a tumor that was the size of a small, I would say small cantaloupe in her breast that her husband never saw in his entire time with her because he never seen her body naked fully. They had three children and whatever she knew of it, she did not want to admit that she had it. So when she showed up, she actually showed up for advice about having rosacea where she completely denied and ignored the fact she had a massive tumor in her body because she had so much shame around it. So guys, I implore you to not have shame about your body. And if it's off and weird and you'd like to talk about it, you can connect with me. If you'd rather go to your doctor or you have a specialist, talk to them. It's important to get these things dealt with so that you're not living in pain, agony. You're not having to go on for so long that then that is unresolvable in the end and part of, part of you know your exit strategy. So unless that is part of your exit strategy, then, you know, exit strategy. So, oh, your body, explore your body first. Um, I'm going to mention another one before this next break so I can get all 10 of these in, hopefully. Next one is to slow down. Slow down. So one of my, uh, I really love this book by Nicole Daydone called Slow Sex. Big full title, Slow Sex. Why? People want to slow it down because don't most people want to speed it up as they get to orgasm? They make it go faster, faster, faster. No, they do. However, just think about this for a minute if you've never tried it. What is it like to prolong that, to slow it down, take breath, be present with it, expand that energy out? Slow sex can actually lead to full body orgasms. Become a practitioner, see what that looks like. And by that, I mean start trying it out practice it. People who practice things are practitioners. So slow down the sex. Make that whole prelude to sex 
super long. Maybe it lasts all day. Maybe the flirting starts in the morning and it lasts all day long and the buildup is there and the energies are building. And then the foreplay and core play is I like to use that word from she comes first. The author of she comes first calls it core play. And I love that. So being able to use those, those tools um, to slow it down, really enjoy the presence of your lover some gratitude moments while you're in there too to really enjoy your lover so think about everything that you might be choosing that comes to pleasure in sex and just think about it one at like one tenth speed super slowed down it gets tantalizing it gets sensuous sensual it gets like the energy can build so much that it it's like intensifies everything so that is my gift to you is to remember to slow it down. And again, something I wish I'd known <laughs> when I was growing up because it was like everything was like a speed race. Race to the finish line. And that is not what it's all about. Brings me to the next point. Orgasms are not the end all be all. I've got one more minute to break or so. So, um, just consider that if orgasms are not the end-all and be-all, what else is possible? What else could you explore? Where else can you explore? And how much pleasure can you have just being present and not making it about the orgasm as the end-all, be-all? It, ha- it has to end in orgasm. Well, what if it doesn't? What if it's just a buildup of lovely, super sexual, sensual energy that is delightful, contributive to your health, to your life, to your livelihood. And there are shows that I've talked about how to masturbate for money and all those other fun things that I've mentioned in all my crazy number of episodes. So go back, explore, find some things that intrigue you and play with them. So we're going to head to our next and last commercial break now. And you're listening to The Leisure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, I'm talking about the top 10 things that I wish I'd ever learned about sex, but also the top 10 things that everyone could know about sex to make their lives a heck of a, a, heck of a lot easier. These are things that when you look back, you're like, boy, I wish I knew. 
wish I had these tools the whole time, but they're tools I've developed over time, and I am passing you my toolbox that you can go pick up these tools, use them, use them regularly, and see how things work for you. So in this show, we've been looking at so far eight of the top 10 tools that um, I have on my list. I wonder what's on your list. Do you have some things that you would have loved to have learned and known growing up? Would you have loved to have somebody just let you know, hey, you know, this is important? Did you know that consent is important? That's my next topic. Uh, part of the topic is consent and how important it is. Whether you have consensual sex all the time, where it's all about consent, there's also forms of consensual play that are called consensual non-consent. So if you have consensual non-consent, it's where you're getting into BDSM play, bondage, dominance, um, that kind of play, where you agree to certain guidelines, and you also have in place, you'll have certain things in place that are like safety uh, safety words, right? So you could have your standard are red, yellow, and green safety words. Red would be like, stop, no, you've gone too far. Yellow is like approaching that area where it's um, getting kind of iffy. Uh, that's where communication is really great, when you can actually So consensual consensual consent. How fun is it to actually be able to consent to everything? And I think me, you know, it's interesting in the chat room, I said yes, that the woman uh, actually drives the action. And I think um, the woman does can drive the action, depends on the relationship we're talking about. So if you're talking about uh, to homosexual men, then the, there's no woman involved. So regardless of your interactions, uh, who's involved and how many bodies are involved, everybody is, in, is entitled to consent. And if something doesn't work for you, you are absolutely allowed to say no. And you're allowed to stand your ground on that. And having conversations in advance are super helpful <clears throat> so that things don't get super awkward and that you don't, um, that you find, you know, if you're having conversations in advance, what's helpful is that people won't start approaching things that are your that are really uncomfortable for you. So you want to have, regardless of your play, you like to have consent at all times. So I mentioned this. It's kind of like a, a reminder because next week's show is actually about erotic and autoerotic asphyxiation again. Again, I say the do's and don'ts, because I think there's never too much information on this topic. People do die with this part kind of play. So, um, and it is one of my top listened to episodes, my first episode. So you can always go listen to that first episode that I did on erotic and autoerotic asphyxiation. And get ready for this next one next week. So sensual sex, super important. Do not be going and throwing yourself and getting aggressive and um, being a rapist, that's not sexy. If you are into BDSM play and you're playing those roles and there's an understanding and there's a communication going on, that's completely different. That's between two consenting adults. As long as you're consenting, I'm cool with that. So why is so consent so important? Well, maybe it's important to me and nobody else in the world, but <laughs> I know that's not true. 
Um, I think that consent actually leads to greater trust, and greater trust leads to the ability to be more vulnerable. Greater vulnerability leads to greater pleasure. So that's my train of thought on that one. So I got one more thing to share with you guys, and that is about knowing that sex is actually different for everyone. Your definition of it and my definition of it are going to be completely different. Remember back in the day when Clinton got in, got in trouble for sex acts with uh, uh, whatever her name was? <laughs> I can't remember her name anymore. But um, their definition of sex was very different. And their definition of oral sex even was very different. So it's good to know what the definition of sex was. Monica Lewinsky, thank you to my friend in the chat room. Yes, Monica Lewinsky. She had a different definition of sex than Clinton did apparently. And they both had very different definitions of consent too. So what's your definition of sex? Does sex include oral sex? Does it include uh, masturbation? Does it include, like, how do you define it? And when you know how you define it, you can also set um, sort of an understanding with yourself if you're dating and you're like, yeah, I don't do sex. But then, and then you go off and you're like doing things that maybe internally you've you actually defined as sex. And then you start to question yourself like, oh, I did that. And oh, why did I do that? Or, um, you know, so it's, it's just good to know how do you define it? What what is included in sex for you? Is it all just is penetration the only thing that counts as sex? Is um, anything beyond uh, vanilla the only thing that counts as sex? Is only vanilla sex sex and everything else is something else? So what does all that mean? You can go listen to my episodes about vanilla sex and then you can listen to some of my episodes about BDSM play and just see what's true for you. How do you define it? And what, and and then when you have defined it, just ask yourself, is this actually my definition or is this what I've been told? Is this true for me? Because so many times we buy the definitions of our parents, of our teachers, of maybe some other podcasts you've listened to. You need to know what how you define it and what's, um, you know, how you define it is also going to be you know, something that you want to discuss with your partner because they might define it differently than you. And if they define it differently than you, there can be some misunderstandings that could occur if, you know, you're off doing what they would say is sex with somebody, but, you know, it can just create a mess. So you want to know what that is, how you define it, and what you're going to do with that. So next week, super excited to have yet another awesome conversation about erotic and autoerotic asphyxiation. The do's and don'ts, keeping you guys safe and hopefully keeping you in the pleasure zone stay tuned in thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. the pleasure zone returns next monday at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central 6 p.m mountain and 5 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in 
to your body.